this recording I'm now about to do, what I'm doing now, I recorded some words very similar to this a few days ago, about a week ago, and decided not to post it. Um, I'm not sure whether it just didn't feel like the right time or that when I played it back to myself it didn't feel quite right or some things needed adjusting but a lot of stuff's happened today that's made me return to the theme that I was talking about last week which was about being angry uh, in particular being a woman and being angry and this isn't about anger it's about inconvenience I think that it begins as part of our childhood and it continues throughout our adult life and it is woven into almost every thread of every society. It's something that we're asked to curb, cover up and feel ashamed of. Women, girls are not allowed to be angry and if they're angry, it's an anger, it's drama. There's a very distinct visual that have been brought up and that we've been taught to associate with the words of angry women. A contorted face, wild hair, uncontrolled temper, flailing arms. Angry women are hysterical. Angry women are over-emotional. Angry women cannot control their fucking hormones. Yet when men express anger, they're more likely to be taken seriously. They tend to be praised rather than discredited. We also use a whole other language to describe the same behaviour from a different gender assertive, confident, self-assured. Even when women are calm but firm, stating our case and defending our corner, we're still deemed as a threat. And this is exponentially worse for women of colour and non-gender. Women using exactly the same spirited words and exactly the same tone with exactly the same body language as a man is much more likely to be described as being aggressive. A man who curses is being expressive. How wonderful. A woman who curses is lacking in intelligence and chooses to be more articulate in her vocabulary. Normally, she should remain that way. How interesting. Female activists are often considered to be troublemakers and avoided at all costs. That is, at least until they have been dead for a number of years. And then we use the history books to finally celebrate the very passion they were once ostracised for. It isn't our anger that's the problem. It's the fact that we're not allowed to acknowledge it or express it. The fact that we are still not believed to be capable of challenging our, channeling our anger as a catalyst to inspire progress and change. The truth is that within a system which is designed to centre and celebrate the voices of men, still, whilst making little or no room for the voices of women, our anger is a fucking inconvenience. Our young women are still being taught to be nice, to play nice, to look pretty, to smile through the sex of and not object to the slender spaces that are permitted to quietly and obediently be occupied by us. And just in case there was any doubt about how slender those spaces actually are, Weight Watchers, for example, recently unveiled a plan to target 13-year-old girls by offering them free membership. Some may say that looking at the situation with Hillary Clinton, that she was not permitted to say anything and to be demure and soft-spoken, no matter how aggressive her opponent's hate behaviour became, belittling and entirely devoid of restraint when it came to issuing personal insults on her. Yet it was also true that she had she responded with even a hint of fury 
the world would not have held space for it. And that is just one tiny little example. And because our anger is deemed to be inconvenient and, of course, unattractive, we do what so many of our ancestors have done for centuries. We swallow the air down and we keep safely inside. Except it's not actually safe inside, is it? Not for long. It festers and it flames and eventually it erupts. Cue criticism and jeers from the patriarchal audience. Conversely, women are graciously permitted to express emotions that aren't a threat to the status quo. We are allowed to embrace joy and excitement. This too is by design. A celebratory woman is surely a more compliant one. We deny our anger because we believe we have to. And the reason we hold this belief is because it is the truth that we has been reinforced to us time and time again. We are told that our anger is toxic. We are told that our anger is negative. And we are told that our anger will create cancer in our bodies. I believe something different. I believe that angry women accomplish shit. They accomplish big things. They move stuff. I believe that angry women are change makers. I believe that angry women are driven by a sheer force of love which steers communities into becoming safer spaces for everyone. And in these statements, still you have conjuring up the contorted face visual. Then your part, the very pervasive problem yourself. We are wholly capable of separating anger from hysteria. As for the other silencing tactics, talk to me about toxicity. And I'll talk to you about the rise in miscarriages suffered by women. Talk to me about negativity. And I'll talk to you about violent crimes against transgender women, for example. Talk to me about cancer. And I'll talk to you about the corrupt systems that enable the Brock Turners of this world to spread their remorseless malignancy. Millions of women have come forward to say, me too. Thank you, Tarana Burke. And yet we are now being told that this movement has gone too far. Apparently, our united outrage is distasteful at best and damaging at worst. As if asking us to live under the constant weight of oppression and the daily threat of assault isn't either of those things and more. Women are made of multitudes. We have the capacity to bear and bring so much truth and goodness to this world. And still, we are diminished. We are even diminished by our own friends and partners who happen to be male. Still, we are sidelined. Still we are undermined and still we are harassed. Still we are objectified. Fuck knows we are objectified. Still we are slut-shamed. Still we are not paid the same wages for the same work. And still we are asked to give our domestic labour for free. Our anger is not only justifiable, it is useful. It is our anger that is poured into the pressure we put on our elected officials to create and keep the keep the peace fair policies and it is our anger that ensures we keep fighting back against the healthcare and the reductive rights that we are under threat of losing along with all of the other rights that we are about to lose it is our anger that we use to write the words that make the art and ask that the world be a safe place for all of us the world has long since disregarded our humanity and demanded our silence. But now it is time for the world to hear our voices and take accountability for the roots of our righteous rage. We are not stopping now. Anger is our only fucking hope. <laughs>